Again at the Jackie Jones Show here at IYH Wrestling, also known as In Your Head. And I'm live here every Wednesday night following AEW Dynamite for the AEW Dynamite post show. It's gonna be good stuff here. Uh, this is a quick review recap of AEW Dynamite that we just watched. And uh, don't forget Tuesday nights is in your head a regular show usually me and inchman uh when he decides to show up when he's not you know who knows what the man's up to but tonight it's just me all right but uh anyway so let's get right to this aw dynamite uh just yesterday though on the show was sunny the california girl one of the original go gorgeous ladies of wrestling from glow not just like hitting on the woman. See what I'm saying? Right, here we go. So uh, let's see the show open. I got my notes here. Show open with uh, Sammy Guevara and MJF teasing the dissension. You know, MJF wants to join the inner circle, Sammy. And uh, I forget which one it is. The other uh, one of the guys from Proud and Powerful don't want him in there. Jericho, you know, he's iffy. And uh, the other guy is on the fence. I don't know what Hagar thinks. He's off training for the MMA. So uh, MJF, uh, he's uh, accompanying Wardlow for the semifinals in the tournament tonight. So it's uh, Wardlow versus Adam Page. Uh, to me, it's an excellent match. Good physical match between, you know, two pretty big guys. I know there's some people on the Facebook group, they're like, you know, Wardlow's not uh, big enough, like, physically to play the big man. But the thing is, um, it's professional wrestling. So uh, to me, most of it is in the presentation and, um, he presents himself as a big guy, carries himself as a big guy and they protect him as a big guy. So it totally works for me. I personally, uh, enjoy Wardlow better than Brian Cage. And this not, I'm not trying to, uh, knock Brian Cage, but, uh, there's a lot missing from him besides he looks tremendous, but, um, 
I don't know. I think he should work a little bit more like Wardlow, to be honest. Maybe do a little bit less stuff. So, uh, like I said, physical match. Um, uh, Wardlow does a crazy swanton bomb. He misses it, but uh, it was very impressive looking. Uh, I was just talking about, you know, Brian Cage would probably work more like Wardlow. So, I don't think Wardlow really needs to do like those kind of things, the big uh, spots. But um, if he pulls off once in a while uh, in the big matches like versus Adam Page, I get it. Um, they, they were kind of battling to the top there, and uh, sometimes when they do that, it looks a little hokey because you could tell they're trying to set something up. But um, uh, a, uh, Adam Page gave him a big like throw off the top rope. It was pretty sweet. Um, and then he hits the, his finisher twice, which I, I like that. I like that. It's a... And I like that he didn't hit the finisher, and he and then Wardlow kicked out. Adam Page just hits the finisher twice for the win. Uh, it said, you know, it shows that this is a big dude, and it took a little more to beat him. I like that. It's actually a very uh, Japanese to that kind of finish of uh, the two uh, clotheslines. Uh, we get an Eddie Kingston promo. Uh, big fan of Eddie Kingston. I'm really happy that uh, Eddie's found you know a spot on, on national TV, uh, getting getting a chance. Um, that's what. Um, no matter what you think of AEW, you know, if you don't like it, I mean, that's, that's your prerogative. I'm personally a fan, but uh, for people who want it to fail, I don't understand that because the more places there are, the more uh, wrestlers can make a living. And a guy like Eddie Kingston, who, uh, you know, has been around for a while and hasn't had that big shot. I know he's in, a, in a TNA, but he, he's never been, you know, in WWE or WCW. Uh, I know WCW's not around anymore, but um, – AEW is a place where someone like that can shine. Uh, otherwise, he might not have, you know, got a, really ever got a shot again. And uh, so not only, you know, I don't know what their plans uh, for Eddie were originally, but to me it really comes off like uh, the guys really shined in his, a couple, his first appearance, really, and uh, they decided to run with him. Because there's other guys who did the, the match with Cody who never we never saw again. But uh, Eddie, they, you know, they kept using, and now um, – by circumstance, he had the title match with um, with Moxley on TV because uh, I forget who it was, but they were hurt. Or no, they um, they weren't hurt. It was uh, they. I don't think they tested positive for COVID, but they were around someone who was, so they they switched him with Eddie. And I think people were really impressed by the uh, the promos there, and uh, which led to to Eddie, you know, getting the shot now at the, at the pay per view. And uh, to me, it's good stuff. I love the promos, Eddie Kingston. Uh, comes off very serious, and, and I like that. I like the silly stuff, too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not someone who hates silly stuff, but I like the contrast of wrestling. I like I like my wrestling to have a lot of different things, and so Eddie's like the serious guy who has a lot of realism in all his segments, and that's good for the for the main event. Uh, I don't uh, – Matt Seidel was the, was the opponent. I thought it was a – I thought it was a good match. I'll say that, but – um, poor Matt Seidel, he's coming off the, his debut where he just fell off the top rope and, uh, you know, kind of, uh, hurt his shot is her, you know, your, your first impression is you, you flub the big move. Um, and then I think this is his first match on TV. He's might've been on dark and I haven't, I don't keep up with dark. I should, but, um, so this is his first match on TV and, uh, I knew he wasn't going to win cause you know, um, Eddie's going for the title, uh, so it would be dumb booking if he beat Eddie. I don't like the third eye stuff from Matt Seidel. I like Matt Seidel. I've always liked him. Um, I think he's a good fit for AW. Uh, and I like the idea of trying to add some character to him, but not the not the third eye stuff. I, I don't 
I don't, I'm not a fan. Uh, Jake and, um, and his, uh, his guy were sitting in the crowd watching, I uh, like that kind of stuff. Uh, Eddie uh, chokes him out, really just a side headlock, but uh, I like the idea of getting over like a basic move as your finish. Why not? You know, why do something that's, uh, that really kills you if you don't need to? Uh, he won't let it go, and then he makes a side owl, uh, you know, say I quit. It's a little similar probably to some people to what they were doing with Roman and Jay Uso, but – I mean, it's just part of wrestling making the guy quit. I, I like this, but I did feel a little bad for Matt Seidel because uh, um, I think he's kind of being established as not really important, which, um, you know, I know not everybody can be a main event guy, but um, hot, really hot crowd tonight. I noticed um, um, somebody in the, in the Facebook group was saying that took them out of the show. I don't quite. I, ne- I never understand people who don't who don't like the crowd being into a show. I don't get that. Uh, to me, it, it adds to the show. Uh, Young Bucks and FTR promo. So building uh, going into the title shot, they were really you know it seemed that the the Young Bucks were totally heels now because they were su- they were super kicking uh, Tony Schiavone and non wrestlers, and I think that's a really strange build up to them versus FTR since FTR are, are already established heels. If they were doing that. Even if they don't turn uh, full-on heel, if you would tease that uh, going into a match with another babyface team, that would make sense to me because then they could play the heels in that match even if they're not totally heels. And you also kind of tease maybe they're going to turn heel in the babyface. But it's weird, I think, uh, to build that for a heel versus heel team, a heel versus heel match. I don't quite get that. I think going into this, you really should have gone all out with the Young Bucks as, uh, as the babyface uh, team versus the, the ultimate heel team. Uh, obviously, it's a match everyone's been wanting. Uh, people have been talking about this since the beginning of a- – even before AEW, this is a match people wanted to see. Uh, so uh, the pay-per-view full gear is really building uh, for me to, to uh, a must-see show. A lot of good stuff I want to watch. And the Young Bucks and FTR is definitely up there. Uh, this promo didn't really do a lot for me, though. So, uh, you know, all that said, uh, I wasn't, you know, huge on FTR walks out. Uh, has inner circle comes out. Hagar's not there because he's getting ready for his uh, MMA fight. Uh, Yuri's Tosh been looking forward to the Jackie Jones show all week. Well, thank you, Yuris. You're a good man. Thumbs up to Yuris. I like that guy. He's going places. Uh, out comes MJF. I knew we weren't going to get a song and dance. You can't. You can't do a song and dance every week. You just can't do it. Once, once a lifetime, probably a thing in wrestling, but cool so so this was setting up they're gonna this this works for me again this is some silliness but it works uh, in wrestling for me uh even the last week if i think if i if it was just explained to me i in my mind i probably wouldn't i would think i wouldn't have liked the song and dance but on the show it worked for me um it's still again it's definitely not something and if you didn't like it i get it but uh it was funny to me uh so you get luchasaurus he's at he, he does his little shtick about you know being the uh, he's got a master's degree and all this stuff. Yeah, it, it's funny. Um, MJF has a, so he asked him about like the financials. Uh, uh, what's he? How is he going to help Inner Circle out like financially? And so MJF has has he has got a chart that shows you know. And I'm always a, always a, a fan of charts. Back that you know Kevin Nash used the probably the best thing he ever did in TNA with the chart. Uh, so MJF has a chart showing uh, how he's going to do wonders financially for. Uh, for the inner circle. Uh, Vince Rudo, did you mention the step for the Young Bucks FTR match? What was the step? I'm sorry. I might have missed that. 
uh, let me know here in the chat. But thanks. Uh, good looking out, Vince. Um, then we had Britt Baker. Uh, I'm a fan of Britt Baker, too. This is good. Uh, you know, she sticks with her character, and she's, uh, you know, talking about MGF, you know, turning before, uh, you know, and Cody. He doesn't have a good track record with his buddies. We got a good line by Jericho. I'm not a dipshit like Cody. Uh, I got a kick out of that. Um, and then uh, MGF was saying, you know, I'm going to gonna get a lot of green and a lot of a whole, 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 whole lot of gold for Inner Circle. I liked, all, I liked all this so far. You had the librarian, whatever his name is, come out, and uh, Pete or something, Pete something. And he, he just asked if he could be part of the Inner Circle. Again, this got a laugh out of me. And uh, they, and they got to laugh at everyone on there. They just laughed at the man. They're like... But they're like, but you're a, but you're a good guy or something. I I dug that. Uh, Eb and I was like, it was like, was it Eric B? I think whatever they said, Eb or or Eric B. And I was like, oh man, is this, are they? I thought maybe they were just hinting at, at this question was going to be sent in by Eric Bischoff, but they weren't going to show him. They were going to ask something maybe that he would ask. But Eric Bischoff came out, so that was fun. Uh, and he's like, he's kind of kissing up to MJF a little bit. Not, not the whole time, but at the beginning. And he was like, you know, what, what can you give to the inner circle? And MJF just looks at them very sincerely. This is friendship. That was, that was pretty awesome. By the way, I do remember this now. I just didn't write it in the notes. But uh, Vince brought up um, that if the Young Bucks lose, they can never go for uh, the tag title match again. They did the same thing with Cody, and so far they've lived up to it, where Cody could never go for the, the world title again. Um, I don't know. I think um, if you stick by that stipulation, I don't really know what you do. I mean, it's wrestling. You can always work around it at some point in time. But it does add a lot. I mean, it adds something. I probably would have waited for that to like in the, in the rematch, uh, their first match, maybe not have any stipulation. It's just really the dream match for the titles and uh, FTR and young bucks. I don't think you need anything else uh, for their first confrontation. First, uh, you know, tag match. Um, let's see. So they're going, Eric was going on for a little bit. This was good to me. Um, so they were kind of playing off the, um, off the debates where they they were telling Jericho, Tony was telling Jericho to, you know, not to talk over Eric Bischoff while he's, uh, while he's got the mic. And then, um, he just keeps going on because he, I forget, he called him a prima donna. I think Eric called uh, Jericho prima donna. And then, uh, and then Tony just yells at Jericho to shut up. And I, I got a big kick out of that. It was pretty sweet. So now it's uh, full gear. It's going to be MJF versus Jericho. If uh, MJF can win, he gets in the inner circle. So I, I'm liking the, I'm liking this so far. I like where it's going. It's a heel versus heel match, but I think um, to the crowd, you're going to have uh, Jericho uh, is the baby. I mean, people really want to cheer Jericho anyway. They're singing to his song. So, you know, I've been saying, I don't know other people have been saying it now, but I've been saying since it started, I really see this as going. Eventually we'll have a, a Jericho uh, baby face run, which I'm totally uh, for. Because Jericho, to me, is a guy that always keeps reinventing himself. He doesn't uh, he he doesn't give himself time to get stale, which I think is very smart. It has really helped his um, longevity in wrestling. And uh, to me, so honestly, he's got to go up there as one of the best of all time, especially in the modern era. Uh, my phone is uh, saying it's not charging here. Excuse me here while I'm checking some. It's good. All right. 
And then, um, so then they're also going to do a tag match next week because Sammy and um, Ortiz, I'm not sure if it's Ortiz or the other guy. I forget the names, I'm sorry. But uh, they're going to wrestle Wardlow and MJF next week because they don't want him in the inner circle. So I, I like this. It's, you know, not everyone's on board on this. Everyone's very, you know, questionable about MJF. Uh, so then we go to uh, Cody versus Orange, the match I was looking forward to tonight. Really, um, built this up well. Uh, lumberjack match. I do think Jay uh, Pletz made a, 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 an astute um, observation in the in the without in the in your head um, Facebook group. Since the last one was um, was time limit, uh, traditionally, if you do a rematch, which I think the rematch was smart, um, you would do no time limit. But um, I'm not sure how the time limit you know, leads itself to do a, uh, a lumberjack match. But all that, all that aside, I enjoyed this. I like this a lot because you had uh, – both teams had, uh, had their buddies. Well, both Cody and Orange had their buddies at ringside, and then they also just had straight-up heels at ringside. Um, there was uh, – there was, they told a story here uh, throughout the match. I know some people think there's no like a storytelling in like AEW style matches, but I don't think that's true. So, and also say Jr. was was good on the commentary here because he picked up on things and then let you know. So there was like some subtle stuff that you might not pick up on, but Jr.'s comment on commentary uh, did his job here and let the audience know. So, for instance, uh, Cody's doing the push-ups, which shows that he's taking you know Orange Cassidy lightly which was a mistake in the last match. That's what ended up, which a lot of people make the mistakes in the, in the orange Cassidy matches within the storyline is they don't take him seriously. And then that lets him be the underdog, but it lets him uh, come up and, you know, and hit some hope spots and, and get over on people who aren't taking him seriously, which I like in the match because it, it explains why he does some of the silliness. So anyway, so Cody starts doing the pushups and Arn Anderson looks pissed, which I actually didn't even notice. But Jim Ross brings this up. And so this, to me, that added a lot to the match because Arn Anderson is like, Cody, you got to take this seriously. It also, you know, he's supposed to be the coach. How do you do a coach character in wrestling like this? He's out there coaching him. Um, so JR, good call there. Uh, Orange should have big vertical suplex. He did a lot of his DDTs, a lot of his, you know, usual stuff. Uh, they did some, you know, little funny stuff, but stuff that works in wrestling with the Lumberjacks. So, like, the best friends catch um, Orange when he's falling outside the ring and then help him back in the ring. And then to follow that up, Cody does falls, they catch him, and then just drop him on the, on the ground. I like all that stuff until he works for me. Um, then uh, they start to actually interfere. Trent, you know, punches uh, Cody. Uh, these two guys work together uh, well. Uh, Cody works with just about anybody. I think he's one of the best uh, wrestlers in the business now. Uh, Dark Order runs in. Uh, one of the guys kicks um, Orange. And then Arn punches Orange. And again, you don't know. So this leads up you know, to earlier because Arn was, was upset that Cody was not taking him seriously. And then Arn actually gets physically involved to help Cody win. But all this time, you don't know if Cody knows that or not. So you don't know if Cody isn't. Is Cody is Cody turning heel? Does he know Arn is interfering? If he does, when he finds out, is he going to be mad? It's uh, it's uh, good stuff, good storytelling to me for the match and 
and for an ongoing uh, story with Arn and Cody. And also, if you're – for me, I'm against having Orange lose his next feud after going over Jericho because that was such a, a huge thing for him. But if you're going to do it, uh, this was the way to do it because it, it, it wasn't like he was cleanly beat. It adds, uh, it adds some um, stuff there for, to, to keep Orange uh, strong. I dug it. And then they show Darby Allen up in, in the in the in the rafters. Well, up in not in the rafters, but sitting up uh, in the crowd. So this whole thing set up a lot of stuff because you have Darby Allen versus Cody. You have the question: If does Cody know that Arn interfered? Is there some type of allegiance with the Dark Order because the Dark Order is now helped? You know, in the match, were they helping Cody? Or were they just trying to hurt Orange? Um, well, we see a, a heel turn with Cody and Arn together. Well, we see Cody and Arn split up. What's next for Orange Cassidy? A lot of stuff set up, and I, I like that. Um, thing I'm not huge on is uh, I'm a huge fan of Rusev's. So I was really uh, happy he went to AEW because I thought he'd really uh, shine here. Uh, then they saddled them with um, the super bad guy, and I don't think that guy's terrible, but – He's um, – oh, by the way, uh, Vince says uh, that's three losses uh, after beating Jericho. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I don't think he should lost his, the, the whole feud. One match or something here or there is fine. And he, he went the distance, which I think, which I think, which I think works, um, the, the time limit. But I don't know. You have all that momentum behind Orange Cassidy beating, you know, arguably the biggest star of AEW, Chris Jericho, the most established star anyway. Um, I really think you, you know, you should have pulled the trigger and went big with him, but or at least kept him hot. But uh, I wouldn't say anything's like, uh, you know, a devastating loss because it's all of us top guys. Um, we'll find out in the long run if the, it could hurt him in the long run. I don't know. Character wise, he might not be a guy that you know needs to beat everybody, but still, I I wouldn't have gone this direction. But anyway, so we got the best friends. They get. I do think the beatdown itself was good uh, with. Um, it's not Rusev, whatever his name is now, and the other guy. And uh, they're like, Alan lives on with the um, with the broken uh, game system. Now, I was saying I'm good with a lot of comedy and silliness in wrestling, but it comes down to this. It doesn't necessarily matter to me if it's silly or if it's comedic. It's if it's if the comedy's funny or if the silliness entertains me. And this stuff is neither neither funny nor does it entertain me. I just think, um, again, best friends really coming off a huge uh, – arguably, for me, it was one of the best matches of the year. It's going to be in my top five anyway, uh, the, street, the street fight. And I think that also established them as a more serious uh, team because they had this really hardcore match. And then uh, they lost to FTR, which I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, but then you put him in this really weird feud with uh, Rusev and this guy over a broken game. I don't know. I know you could argue it was silly arguing uh, feuding over the mom's minivan. But again, just for me personally, that was entertaining. And this isn't. And um, I don't think – see, the best friends work in comedy. I don't think uh, Rusev's a guy – in this silliness of comedy. He was a guy that did, could pull off comedy and serious stuff in, in WWE, but I don't know. For me, it's, it's a waste of Rusev. Uh, I was happy to find out Serena Deeb is a new NWA women's champion. Um, I'm a, uh, you know, I wasn't really a big fan of hers in WWE, but the, her AEW appearances, she's been very good. And um, 
So she was wrestling legit Layla Hirsch from Russia. I'm a big fan of this woman. I, I don't remember seeing her before. Maybe she was on. Uh, she's like short, stocky powerhouse. Um, someone compared her to, I, to Ivan Kolov. JR compared to Ivan Kolov. I think, well, I can actually see that physically, but I thought a, a better comparison actually would be to Taz, like old, like a ECW-style Taz because she was doing a lot of submission moves. And uh, I, I like her. I'd like to see more of her. I like, the, I like this character. I like the short, powerful woman. I dig it. Horrible promo by Serena Deeb. Um, I don't know. Either she was reading it and was lost, or she memorized it and forgot it. But very bad. That and it was pre-taped. That just I just wouldn't have aired that because it, it was it didn't do any favors. Because I like Serena Deeb. I like that she's NWA champ. I like this match. I like Layla Hirsch. But that promo was really bad. And wrestling is not just about the in-ring uh, performance. In fact, that might not be, that might be kind of a smaller part. But in today's world, it is a bigger part. But the promo was not good, sadly. So a lot of people shit on the women's division in, uh, in AEW, but I actually like a lot of them. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Sheeta promo. Um, you know, it was fine. But it builds up to uh, she's going to wrestle Nyla rose at the uh at the pay-per-view i haven't we haven't seen nyla rose on tv for a while i don't think uh sean spears uh i just wrote for some dude i think they call them vsk and this was just a total squash which i'm fine with uh, just one move um i'm actually a, a fan of sean spears do i think he's like a main event guy or something not really but i think he could be like a guy that you could have like you know, challenge for the title or something, but you're not going to build the cup around him. That being said, though, I remember when they signed him, he was a guy. I was like, why would they sign this guy? Like, I saw nothing in him at all in WWE. But uh, I like him a lot. I think he's a talented guy, but he's good for a uh, faction. I think. I think they should do more stuff with him and FTR together, since they're they're both with um with Tully. Um, I know eventually there's always rumors that wouldn't do horseman thing. I'm, I'd be fine with him in the horseman, but I, even if you don't call him the horseman, I think just do some stuff together since they're both, both of uh, the team and him's with uh, Tully. Um, so then he started uh, going after this moose in the crowd, which I assumed was going to be somebody, and it was. It was a Scorpio Sky, and uh, that should be good. I'm a fan of Scorpio Sky, and it seems like AEW is as well. It's a guy that they get behind every once in a while, but never go too far with. Um, I would like to see just a straight up um, feud uh, with him instead of just a match every now and then. Uh, like to see some more promos. Get behind him. Give this guy an actual, you know, program and, and a push. By the way, if anyone, um, if anyone sends in ten dollars or more with. Uh, Super chat tonight, you will get a Jackie Jones autograph photo sent to you in the mail. If you don't want to use super chat, you can PayPal me at IYHwrestling at gmail.com. Ten bucks or more, that'll cover shipping everything. All right. Penta L0 Miro. L0 Miro? It's a horrible name. I think everyone is aware of this. I know he had to change it because someone owned Pentagon Jr., but he doesn't have to change it to Penta L Zero Miro. Just not a good name. Uh, maybe just call him Penta. I don't know. But anyway, he, uh, he comes out with Ray Phoenix versus Kenny Omega. Now, I'm going to – now, I def- – okay. So, first of all, people have been um, negative 
uh, part of this tournament because they said that it was obvious who's going to be the, the final two. I defended that because I, I don't think – I don't see that as a negative when you give people matches that you've built to and people want to see. So t- for the tournament to end in a match we've been wanting to see, I actually think is smart booking, and I'm totally fine with it, as opposed to doing a tournament and it ends with two people that you've built nowhere – two except for the tournament itself i think this is better that being said i think going into this match i started to see a little bit of the issue the issue here was i don't think anyone believes that pent as good as he is and as good as this match you know most likely is going to be before i started watching it i don't think anyone thought uh Penta's going to win and then he's going to go on to face um adam page at the pay-per-view i just said so if you would have done something in the even just the even just last week or maybe earlier in the show, where you did like a face off with Penta and Adam Page to build a little bit of uh, suspense, like well maybe he is going to win. Uh, that being said, um, near the end of the match was the only time I actually thought well maybe Penta is going to win. Uh, but but a uh, very good match. Just um, the fact that I really knew Adam Page was going to win. I uh, did take a little bit out of it, but that's maybe nitpicking. I don't know. But uh, match-wise, is great. I do have a, a little bit of issue with the finish. So, well, first thing, I have a little nitpick. You could see uh, Kenny Omega position uh, Penta's his knees in the back. When he did the backstabber, he's setting himself up for the move. I understand it's wrestling, but it was pretty obvious. Uh, awesome package pile driver by Penta. That was pretty sweet, and they showed that many times over. So, uh, Kenny's giving him, setting him up for the one winged angel, which is a very cool finish. Uh, Penta reverses that and gets him in like the arm breaker and snaps his arm. I thought that was tremendous. The uh, commentators pick up on that, which I think was good of them. And they mention that, you know, that nullifies the one winged angel because now he's hurt the right arm. So he's not going to be able to get the finish on him again. Great. This is good storytelling. This, the psychology in the match. The problem was then Kenny uses the one-winged angel seemingly without problem to win. I know I think that was bad for a lot of reasons. I don't think it made a lot of sense of the storytelling of the match. And I, also, it would have been the perfect time for Kenny Omega to win the match with another move, which then if – okay, let's say he beats him with the, uh, with the, the knee trigger, whatever he calls it, you know, the big knee. If he, if he won with that, it's like, well, he can't use the arm. That's been nullified. He can't use the one-winged angel because he hurt the arm. He has to use something else in his arsenal to beat him. If he beat him then with the knee, it makes sense within the match. And then when he's fighting on a page, if he, pull, if he hits that knee or whatever move he would use, it's like, wow, this, this builds up a hot false finish because we just saw him win the, turn, the, the last match, the semifinals match uh, with, with the move. Again, maybe this is nitpicking to me, but um, you know these are these are top-notch talents, and just something I think would have made the match better and the story of the match better. But uh, I can't really I can't complain about the match itself. Just uh, for me, the the finish. Um, so that's about it. So we've uh, it's building up to uh, when is uh, full gear? I think it's in November, November ninth or something like that. Uh, looking forward to it. They've been building the show well. A lot of matches I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, so then we go to the finals of the tournament. Who's going to win this, Adam Page or uh, Kenny Omega? It's two guys, uh, uh, two 
guys that should be main eventing the show ever since the beginning of AEW. It's two, you know, two of the main guys that really uh, started the promotion. If it wasn't for Kenny Omega, probably Kenny Omega over on the page, um, there might not be an AEW because it was guys like him and the Bucks and Cody, I think, are really the guys that were hot and led to the formation of AEW. Um, they haven't used Kenny Omega to that uh, level yet. Uh, they did try with Adam Page to begin with, and I don't think he was ready then, but I think he's really come to his own since then. So even though this this match, I think everyone knew who's going to win. The next match, I don't know who's going to win because it could go either way, and you can't even look at like, well, the baby face is the champ, so the heel win because they don't really do that in AEW. Sometimes I'm fine with that. Sometimes I do prefer you know heel versus baby face match. But so you don't know. You know, I don't know who, who's going to win. Um, if I bet money on it, I would say Kenny Omega goes full heel and wins. But, again, they might be just teasing that and no one goes heel. I don't know. We'll find out. But I'm looking forward to it. They built the match well. And it's, uh, they've added to the build of the match as opposed to just this is a match because the team broke up. Because uh, this is a match because they've advanced in the tournament and they're also were the team. Not necessarily like uh, hate each other, but they're no longer tagging. So, Good show, and uh, built uh, a lot of stuff in the show built uh, to um, upcoming shows and the pay-per-view. Matches are good. I dug it. Thumbs up for me. I mean, I'm an AEW fan, but I thought it was a good show. All right, let me get to these questions. Um, Fuel Gear, Saturday, November 7th. Thank you, uh, Stephen. I thought what he would V-trigger his head off his shoulders to finish. I I thought so, too, like I was saying, Urias. Uh, I love when best friends gives us what we want. I agree, Urias. I love that. I the the big hug. That's uh, it. It's a spot. It makes me happy. I, I'm digging it. Uh, Jericho could cut a promo with a broomstick. Agreed. He's the man. Tony Schiavone is the best in the business. I agree too. I never understand. I've never understood the hate for Tony Schiavone even before AEW. Um, I think a lot of people look at the dying days of WCW and blame that on Tony, but it's like, if you're commentating, you know, a bad product, what are you supposed to do? You can't be out there telling you, Hey, this stuff stinks. You have to try to put it over. And before that, he was always one of the best. And I love him in AEW. I think he's the best uh, commentator in AEW and in the business right now. JR, obviously I'm going to be, I mean, I'm a JR fan, but Obviously, there's times, um, you know, he's not what he used to be. But uh, when he's on, he still adds a lot of uh, drama and importance. And uh, tonight, actually, added, I thought he added some stuff to the show, like when he talked about Aaron Anderson. Um, Excalibur's grown on me a, a bit. I'm not in love with him, like, on a personal <laughs> – no, but I'm not in love with his commentator, commentary. But um, I don't hate it either. So um, I don't even want to say I could take or leave him because I think he, he's good. Uh, but he's not necessarily my cup of tea, but – He's better than a lot of people uh, in other promotions. And he's a lot better than that goof that they they, they used to have who was uh, doing the backstage promos. And I'm not a fan of Taz on commentary. All right, let me get to these questions. All right. So I asked for some questions for the Jackie Jones Show. So everybody knows uh, Tuesday nights at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, In Your Head is live here on the YouTube page. So subscribe and hit the bell icon. And then on Wednesday nights, uh, after AEW Dynamite, um, it's the Jackie Jones Show. For the most part, every once in a while, I can't do the show if I'm not home, obviously. Uh, This coming week, um, we won't be alive on Tuesday because it's Election Day. And we did the uh, show four years ago on Election Day. It it doesn't add – it's not a good environment to do the show. So 
we'll wait and uh, I'm going to do the show Wednesday next week. It'll probably be more of a traditional in your head. I'll open the zooms for everyone to call in. So Steven, uh, song man, uh, Lex are out there, whoever, anybody's uh, free to, to zoom. All right, let me get these questions. So just heads up next week. Uh, I don't know if intro will be here, um, but I'll be on live after AEW for uh, in your head. Owl. I love that MJF calls Sammy little guy when he's only an inch taller than him. That was actually in the uh, dynamite chat. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find my questions, but uh, it was a good, I like that too. Big fan. Of, I think Sammy's a guy that's uh, really took the ball and, and ran with it, given a shot. Uh, that's a, I think the rub from Jericho's really helped him as well. Uh, no Matt Hardy tonight to to further the the Sammy um, Matt Hardy thing, but I think tonight was more about um, the inner circle. So that's good. You don't you know you don't uh, blur too many feuds at once. Uh, all right, here we go. Robert Budzinski, do you pee in the shower? I'll pee on your golden shower. Uh, Al, are you tired of AOL's BS propaganda? So if people aren't aware, um, Menz Russo posted uh, on Twitter, he tweeted out that he was tired of uh, AOL's uh, bullshit propaganda and he's and he doesn't have the AOL, you know, uh, homepage anymore. Who the fuck uses AOL? The hell, dude. Uh, Marty Van Buren, would you join the inner circle of the Dark Order? Uh, the inner circle, I mean, it seems like it would be a much better time. And Dark Order, unless you're the main guy, you're just going to get slapped around. That ain't my deal. Tony is goat. I agree, the greatest of all time. Um, could Wardlow beat up Big E? Hmm, I don't know. They'd have to battle it out. I don't know. It'd be two, uh, two physical dudes going at it. Your thoughts on Sergeant Slaughter's stolen valor? I think we've uh, covered this a lot on In Your Head. Um, I've got no problem with Sergeant Slaughter pretending he's a sergeant. Um, when he actually says, you know, in like interviews out of character that he's in Vietnam, I think it's a, it's a problem. Uh, I've never been in the military, so you'd really have to ask someone who's actually in the military for their view, I think, uh, to be fair. Um, which WWE divas would you like to see become AEW wrestlers? Interesting question. Um, I think they use a lot of the women well in uh, WWE. So, like, you know, I don't know, you know, like Bailey and Sasha, they'd be kind of silly to leave. Uh, even Asuka they've been using really well. You know, honestly, I think Asuka is the best used Japanese star ever in WWE. And I'm not saying that facetiously. Like, I, I believe that. Um, so I'm trying to think of a woman that's in AEW, that it's in WWE that's not used very well. Um, I'd have to think about that. I don't know. Because a lot of them are actually uh, used pretty well. There's some in WWE right now It's getting a push, and I, I, I don't know why, but that doesn't mean I want to see them go to, to the AEW. Um, I don't know. I have to think. I'm not sure. No one really stopped coming to mind at the moment. Um, I mean, if they could get any of them, I think it would be a good pickup for, for AEW. I just don't think any of them. Because um, you know, a lot of the guys – you know, have been really misused in WWE, and I'd see why you'd want to leave. But um, a lot of the, the talent of women have used, been used uh, pretty well, so I don't, I don't think any of them be like, I really got to get out of here, is what I'm saying. Maybe uh, Ruby Riot. if I'm going to pick one. I'll say Ruby Riot. I don't think she's been used too well. Um, how long until Orange Cassidy gets a Tropicana or Minuteman endorsement? Not 
soon enough. Cody's a natural heel who does heel things. I don't agree. I think he's a natural baby face. Um, I think what makes a heel is not the same anymore. But um, when we had a crowd, I think he was arguably the most over baby face in all of wrestling. Got a lot of emotion out of his promos. I saw him live many times. Um, I witnessed it firsthand, like a true love to the audience. I, I remember uh, after was it All Out, I forget the first pay-per-view I went to in Chicago, and he stayed there for like a half hour until they kicked, honestly, until the building kicked him out. And just, you know, thanking the audience. He even threw his own shoe boots out to the crowd, threw out everything, turnbuckle, everything out to the crowd because it meant so much to him. Um, have you heard the battle cry into the devil sky? Nope. Let's see. Nikhil Callahan. It's a good man. The good man, Nikhil Callahan. MJF versus Chris Jericho at Phil Gear. Are you excited for it? I am definitely. MJF, uh, Chris Jericho, two of my favorites, two of the best – Arguably the best uh, heel promos in wrestling. Um, also good wrestlers. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a weird match, two heels. I think Jericho will play the babyface, but we'll find out. Another stipulation where Young Bucks have said they won't challenge for the tag titles if they lose to FTR. Do you think they will win at the pay-per-view? I went over this earlier, but I didn't, ask, I didn't answer who I think will win. I don't think so. I think FTR will keep it, but I don't know uh, what you do then with the uh, with the stipulation. But I'm not writing the show, so we'll find out. Maybe you do a thing. We'll let you get a title shot, but if you lose at this time, you not only are you getting a title shot, you know, you, you're out of AEW. You know, you, there's things you could do. It's wrestling. Um, well, people moan about the town hall meeting setup. Oh, I'm sure they will. People, there's people out there who just hate AEW no matter what they do and want it to fail. Um, I don't, if you don't like it, that's fine. I, you know, that's your own prerogative. I don't understand watching stuff you hate continually, though. I mean, I don't watch the WWE shows. I don't even say I hate them. I just don't really, enjoy, I don't enjoy it, so I just stop watching them. I think you'd, people would be a lot more happy if you, if you, focus on things you like i don't it's like that shouldn't even be explained like hey i really like coffee so you know what i'm drinking some coffee i really probably wouldn't like i saw mushroom coffee today and i thought that doesn't sound good let's say i let's i don't uh, let's say i had a bottle of pickle juice here and i kept drinking every day for 25 years i'm like god damn i hate pickle juice but i'm gonna keep drinking it every day so I can bitch about it. You think, well, what the what the fuck's wrong with that guy? It's the same thing. You don't have to watch any television show you don't like. More more so now than ever. There's a so many channels. There's all kinds of streaming platforms. A lot of them are free. You've got podcasts. You've got YouTube. You've got video. Vid, you've got so much free entertainment out there. And then you can, you know, if you want to spend money and, and get, you know, uh, pay for streaming sites or pay for a movie, whatever. There's so much entertainment out there that you can watch. There's no reason to watch stuff you don't like. If you do, you're choosing to watch something you don't like. And that's on you. Now, obviously, you're not going to like every episode of every show you watch, but if you continually hate something for years, sometimes for decades, and you just keep watching it, you're just there's something wrong with you. You either want to be miserable or you're dumb. You know, just don't do it. 
There's lots of stuff I don't like. I just don't watch it. Um, Wardlow lost another big match. Does this dis- de- uh, decrease his value? I don't think so. Um, everyone, you know, like I was saying, you know, some of the guys I I don't, you know, Orange I think was a big one to keep losing. Wardlow, you you can't, you know, everyone can't be undefeated. And uh, I actually th- think Wardlow losing in the tournament's fine. And it's a big – I don't see that really as a big loss for Wardlow as much as a big win for uh, – for Page, and they also did it really well. Where Page had to hit two of his finishers to beat him. So I think I actually think that was a perfect loss. Um, who will Brody Lee feud with when he returns? That's a good question. Um, so does he come back? And uh, maybe we'll see what happens with Cody and uh, and Darby Allen. Uh, he could come back and try to get the title back from from um, Cody. That would make sense to me. Um, are you happy to see Eric Bischoff cameo in AEW? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Eric Bischoff. I think he's great on air character. Uh, good with them using him a lot. Or, you know, occasionally. Will, uh, will, will Hobbs join Team Taz? Interesting. I don't think so. Um, I'm, I'm on the fence on him. I kind of, when I first saw him, I was interested. I didn't think his match with Brian Cage was good at all. So I'm on. I'm undecided at the moment on Will Hobbs. Uh, did you enjoy enjoy the TNT title match? Yeah, definitely. Uh, would you rate tonight's Dynamite out of ten? I'll go eight. Uh, what did you have for dinner? I had. Um, what did I have for dinner? Oh, I had a chicken leg quarter. So a uh, a thigh and drumstick roasted, drying the thigh and drumstick, and I had roasted. Um, Yellow squash, Brussels sprouts, and a carrot, and a baked purple yam. Um, thank you. Well, thank you, Nikhil. You're a good man. Uh, Kai Spires, what did the army man not – why did the army man not allow dick sucking in his house? And now Oob corrects him and says it was not an army man. He was actually a Navy seaman. There will be no seaman. In here, except for C-Men, I think was uh, what he was going for. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, it's in the archives. It's in the archives. What was his name? Something Neil, right? He's all tattooed guy. Uh, Tyler Stevens, what do you think about Mr. Kennedy? Interesting. I always was a big fan. I honestly thought Mr. Kennedy was going to be the next um, breakout superstar of that era. I saw him as like – the next like rock level. I honestly thought he'd be like the next rock level guy. Obviously it didn't take off for him uh, to that degree, but I don't know what to think what happened. You know, people say a lot of uh, politics there, um, but I think he had all the tools to be a big star. It's too bad. Um, he's not a little bit younger now. Maybe he could have a shot in the AW. Martin, uh, not only younger, but he's a lot of uh, injuries, I believe. Marty Van Buren, uh, why would NWA take their title off a huge rising star like Thunder Rosa? I mean, that's fine. Uh, I think uh, Serena Deeb's really good. I mean, you lose the title, then you win the title. Then you're multiple-time champion. That's fine. Maybe, or maybe she won out of their contract. Maybe she's going to sign with AEW. Maybe she's going to sign with WWE. Maybe she's going to sign somewhere else. I don't know. Jesse Neal. There you go. Jesse Neal. Um, well, you put Van Buren on your write-in candidate this election. I did not. I've already voted. It was funny because, uh, you know, I voted. 
uh, a lot of my local uh, stuff for, for sandwich were Cape Cod, like, the, well, the Barnstable district, there was only one candidate. So it was like, you either vote for them or you write in somebody. It's like, well, why is there even a vote? Um, who would you like to put into a grinding headlock? You, Marty Van Buren. Um, who would you would you like to pee outside of one inch biceps your rural West Virginia farmhouse at night when no one's around? No, I'd want to do it when when he's there. I'd like to just show up, walk right up to the front door, knock on the door. I'm like, I'm here at the biceps home. Papa biceps, mama biceps, one inch biceps, brother biceps. Come on out. I'd unzip the pants, just whip it out. All the West Virginia animals, the bears, the squirrels, the raccoons, the skunks. I want them all around. The beavers want them to know this is my territory. I want the biceps family to know. Just whip it out. And I just spray the front steps. Maybe like a like a sprinkler, just just spray down the steps, the door. Maybe looking out the window, mouth agape. Then I just walk away. My house now, bitch. Laquan Vanderpool Higgins is AW worse or better than a year ago? Well, I really liked it then. I really like it now. Um, I can't say anybody's better now because uh, because you don't have the crowd. So, and I can't blame anyone for that. Uh, voting is cool. There you go, Urius. Vote. Go out there and vote. Um, today was the last day you could mail in your vote, so now you have to do it in person. Um, you could still uh, do the the absentee ballot, but you got to go drop it off. Just look it up. There's a lot of places. Uh, there's one by me uh, that I walked by uh, every day, and that's how I sent mine in. Walked by and dropped it in the ballot, or you can on the third find out where you vote. Um, why aren't Lucha Bros champs? I think it's because they don't have the titles. Because FDR are the champs. Um, and Anastasio Theodosiadius wants to know, will I join his cult? Absolutely not. Something wrong with that man. I used to think he was like a, he was a gimmick. That he's, you know, faking being such a, such, you know, insane guy. But I've come to the conclusion he's just insane. Insane or on crack. Or probably that's probably a bad combination. I mean, it's probably a bad combination crack in any, like, uh, any frame of thought. But if you're already insane and then you start doing crack, boom. So I want to use – I've got to get permission. If I can, I'm going to make a PSA video for In Your Head um, to use Tazo as our poster boy to stay off of drugs. All right. In Pennsylvania, you can send in the mail in ballot up to three days after the election. How does that make sense? I don't know. Maybe you can send in, they just throw it away. I have no idea. I assume we're not going to know who the president is for a while. No matter what happens, it's going to be um, hopefully not bad times, but I foresee it as a lot of bad stuff going on in the coming weeks. So everybody out there, stay safe. Um, you know, wear your mask, wash your hands, and also stay safe. You know, in the coming weeks, 
if things, you know, go crazy, especially in the big cities, um, want everyone to stay safe. So we wear, we live in very strange times, folks. Wearing a mask is not, it's not a big deal. Especially if, you know, understand if you, if you work somewhere and you got to wear the mask all the time, it's a bigger deal. But if you're somebody who only needs to wear it when you go into the 7-Eleven or the Walmart, don't, don't bitch at the people working there. They've got to be there all day. You could put your mask on for five minutes, go in and buy your Slim Jim, and leave. It's not a problem. I walk miles every day. I, I, don't, I don't have it on constantly. have it around my neck. I see people off in the distance. I pull it up. Most of them do the same. I walk into uh, where it's more a public place with a lot of people. I put up the mask. It's not a big deal. It's a very little thing to do to try to keep uh, your fellow man safe. It, it shouldn't be politicized. It shouldn't be, oh, you're a damn lefty communist if you've got a mask and they're going to control us. Control us to what end? Oh, the, the, the evil social demonic Satanists, socialists, you know, uh, they, they control us. They've won. Well, now we've got to wear a mask into Walmart. Whoa. I mean, it's just stupid. Just wear your mask. It's not a big deal. You're making it a big deal. And other countries think we're morons. All right. Well, anyway, I try to keep that all off in your head because I know I'm in the minority within the in-your-head uh, community. But I'm going to get out of here. Thank you, everyone, for watching. I agree with that. Cucks, do, cucks don't wear masks. There you go. So until uh, next week, this is Jackie Jones. I will be live twice tomorrow night on Thursday for Without Your Head. Once at 5 p.m. Eastern, we're going to have a live makeup um, presentation with uh, Hollywood makeup artist Alexandra Bayless. That's going to be very fun. A friend of uh, Trista Robinson, my co-host on, uh, on Without Your Head with uh, Terrible Troy. Um, that's going to be sweet. We, and not, neither of us know, Trista or, I, or uh, Troy, not, no, none of us know what she's going to be doing, but she's going to be doing uh, – very cool makeup. She has awesome uh, makeup. If you check out her Facebook, check out the banner too. I, I put some, uh, she's been doing 31 days of Halloween and she does wild makeup uh, every day. Um, so she'll be on a five to do a live makeup performance. That's going to be very cool. And then at eight 30 at night, we're going to be joined by Rockefeller Abergale, who is uh, independent uh, horror director. And we're going to do our 13 costumes that we would like to wear for Halloween. It might be kind of silly. It's going to be fun. Check those out on Without Your Head over on the Without Your Head YouTube page or go to withoutyourhead.com slash live every Thursday night uh, and subscribe to all those. All right. I'm going to head on out. If you guys would like to, uh, well, definitely subscribe, hit the bell icon. If you'd like to donate to help uh, cover expenses and equipment, the show isn't, isn't cheap to run to uh there's a lot of lot of uh to, to pay for the white website itself unlimited hosting uh pay for unlimited zoom there's a lot there's lots of stuff um gear uh microphones webcams uh bookshelves a lot a lot of stuff so if you guys would like to donate help out the show um there's a you there's a paypal link on on the website iytrustling.com or just paypal iytrustling at gmail.com and if you send ten dollars more i'll send you an autograph photo uh for being a nice guy and helping out the show all right and if you can't donate very cool 
but uh, help out the show and share it on your social media. Share it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever it is. Help you like the show. Help build the audience. Get the word out there. Help spread the head. All right. I'm Jackie Jones. This is In Your Head. This is the Jackie Jones Show, and I'm heading out. I will see you guys all very soon. Good night. Andre the Giant. Andre was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not small. No, no, no. Andre could drink, and he could fight. Drink, 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 and a fight, fight, fight. Andre was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not small. No, no, no. Andre could drink, and he could fight. Drink, 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 and a fight, fight, fight. Andre the Giant. Andre was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not small. No, no, no. Andre was great. He was not bad. A great big heart and a great big man. Andre was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not small. No, no, no. Andre could drink and he could fight. Drink, drink, drink. And fight, fight, fight. Andre the Giant. From Grenoble, France. Oh, hi. My name is Todd Farmer, and I put Nicholas Cage in space, and welcome to my tool shed. Uh, I'm here to talk to you about voting. And I know you're going to vote because you're smart, and because you love our country, and you love our planet, and you love our children in the future, and you know that there is an idiot in charge. So I need you to vote, and I know you will vote. But if you could do what I'm going to do and reach out to a couple of others, because there are a lot of people who didn't vote in the last election. There are also a lot of people who voted for an idiot in the last election. And they know it. They've seen it. Four years, the smart ones on that side know. So I've reached out to a bunch of people I went to college with. I went to a small Christian college, grew up in a small town in Kentucky. Slowly and privately, I'm reaching out to some of them to talk to them about it. And you know what? It's worked. A lot of people who voted for Trump are going to vote for Biden this time. And a bunch of people who didn't vote last time will vote this time. So do what you can. Because we got this, and we have to, because he's already out there saying if he loses, it's because we cheated. And we're not going to cheat. We're going to vote. So thanks for listening, and uh, we're going to win this thing. <laughs>